following podcast is brought to you by Robots vs. Dinosaurs. Disclaimer, this podcast is about to spoil several movies from 6 to 20 years old. Lou, read off the list. Today, Robots vs. Dinosaurs will be spoiling for you, the listener, Sonic the Hedgehog, Savage Dragon, The Walking Dead, Invincible, The Phantom Menace, WandaVision, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, Ant-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor, Captain America, Civil War, Avengers, Infinity War, Doctor Strange, Pokemon, and The Incredible Hulk. Hello and welcome to Robots vs. Dinosaurs, the podcast where we watch a movie every week and then try to determine which one is cooler. Robots, dinosaurs, or soul-sucking bat demons that are trapped away in an ancient cave. Mm. I'm your host, Louis G, and with me as always is my co-host. A new co-host every week, unless we're talking about Marvel apparently, because then I've got my trusty, dusty, handy-dandy... Marvel talking sidekick, Ryan T. Lawler. Welcome, Ryan. Hey, it's good to be back. Uh, This is, I think, my first time actually doing a a movie. So, you know, it it felt weird not saying, or a TV show. (laughs) Oh, dude, I should have had you. Yeah, I should have. We should have come up with something for that. But, um, well, if we do, we can can record it. I can splice it into the audio and we can pretend that we came up with it before this. Uh, So no, we'll figure it out. Listeners, you're right. No. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're either you're either getting that version, which is polished and highly produced, or you're getting this version where we're just talking about how we would have done that, but we didn't actually yeah. do it. We're going to actually spend this whole podcast just talking about things we would have done. <laughs> <laughs> you are most likely going to get that version because this is kind of <laughs> this is kind of a raw. Um, this is sort of like our our reactions to the movie. This is actually the first time that we've reviewed a movie that is in theaters. Um, yeah. So. We're not gonna. I, we're not gonna really be able to do the full robots versus dinosaurs treatment because I didn't get to see this movie and like take notes and stuff. Yes, so, right. um, so we're just kind of talking about like our reactions to it, uh, how we feel, felt about it, maybe like where we feel it's gonna be uh, fitting into the Marvel universe in, in general, and like how it's setting up the Marvel universe going forward. Um, yeah. And then, of course, we're gonna do lose big three questions about the ep- about the movie. I almost said about the episode. I'm so used to doing our, our TV shows. <laughs> Sounds good. Cool. So, yeah. When did you see it? Last week? I saw it last weekend. We haven't, Ryan, we haven't said the name of the movie that we're talking about. Oh. So why don't you tell the listeners um, what it is we are mysteriously circling around this week? We are now doing Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. That's right. The new Marvel movie that's in theaters right now. Um, Yeah, I saw it last Friday when it came. I I saw it opening day and uh, I wanted to see it in IMAX, but I like all the IMAX uh, showings that I could go to were sold out and I just wanted to see it. So I'm really glad that I did. I just got a ticket. I sat like in the way back. I didn't care. Um, And I got uh, but I'm going to go see it again in IMAX. I liked it that much. So yeah, I, I definitely want to see it um in IMAX too. I want to see it before it, I want to see it on the big screen again before it comes on to Disney Plus, which definitely gonna be watching it when it's on Disney Plus. But mm. uh, you know, there's something about that movie theater experience, especially a big Marvel movie, like with all the effects and the dragons, you know. Yeah, so maybe. <laughs> that's you know, right. Yeah, dragons, and uh they're kind of dinosaurs, right? So Yep. Uh, I mean, yeah, we're definitely going to break that down. 
Um, oh, we're gonna, oh, we're getting into that. Okay, we got to save that. No, no, no. Well, you, I'm glad you brought it up um, because that is the justification for talking about this movie. Uh, I more so than it being a Marvel movie, and I'm willing to talk about any Marvel movie on on yeah. this show because we set a precedent with the with the Marvel series on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this movie. As soon as I saw the trailer, which I try, you like, you know, famously, I try very hard not to watch trailers. <laughs> um, but this trailer came on before other movies i think when i saw um, black widow is probably when it played and i i couldn't avoid it and that's okay because it was it was a pretty good trailer and it had a dragon in it it had a scene with this character this main character underwater facing off against the dragon uh and that made just immediately piqued my interest i love dragons i love dungeons and dragons um (laughs) and i personally feel like dragons qualify in pop culture language, at least in movie language, as dinosaurs. Do mm-hmm. you agree or disagree? I agree. And in, in, in fact, a dragon is kind of like just a dinosaur with superpowers. So, you know, I mean, it fits in perfectly. Nice. It's like, yeah. So it's like a dinosaur was bitten by a radioactive dinosaur. <laughs> 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 And this the <laughs> the the colliding DNA creates this force of wings and horns <laughs> and fire. He's so, half half mutated dinosaur, half regular dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's half dinosaur, dinosaur man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like if there was a mythical creature that's like a centaur, but yeah. it's just like half horse. And then the other half is also a horse. It's yes. Like, that's not, that's yeah. not a centaur, dude. <laughs> it's just a horse. Uh, got the two horse halves. <laughs> or actually, it'd be really weird if it was the back half of a horse. And then the front half was also the back half of a horse. Yeah. So it's, it's just two back halves of a horse <laughs> facing each other. That kind of looks like Morris. <laughs> the little <laughs> <laughs> yes that's how oh my gosh that's how we came that's how they came up with morris yeah he actually has like legs too. <laughs> he's the legs are like coming up with an ass <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah well so okay we're we we should we should break we should get into like what a dinosaur is but real quick what is morris what is it <laughs> I have no idea. I I think it really is some kind of Chinese mythological creature, but mm. <laughs> I don't know what it is supposed to be. Like some two like cat asses with unicorn wings. I, I really don't know. But and how does it get around? Does it sense? Is it does it have like little sensors? Does he have eyes under there? I don't know, but it can talk apparently because it talked to yeah. Trevor. Yeah, so. oh Trevor speaks his language somehow which is great trevor was great by the way or just pretends to trevor either understands morris or just pretends to i'm I'm almost to the point where he's just crazy that's like like, (laughs) (laughs) all right right so before before we get into that and the other stuff we loved about this movie um i've asked you this before on previous episodes i think when we reviewed wandavision i asked you this question uh but what is a dinosaur a dinosaur is an ancient creature related to reptiles and birds that lived 65 million years ago. And um, yeah, I mean, that's basically what they are. Yeah. And, 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 
And they're wonderful. They're what? They're wonderful. Wonderful creatures. They, they are. Dominated the world, you know, dominated the earth, you know. Yeah, so, they're majestic. Hey. They were huge. They were the big. They were literally the biggest game in town at one point. Um, that, so big <laughs> that they probably couldn't even exist nowadays. Didn't they say like the oxygen levels are different then? So I don't think that could really even sustain a beast of such size. But yes, and if we time traveled back to dinosaur times, we wouldn't be able to survive because we wouldn't be able to. The atmosphere would actually be too thick for us to breathe yeah. and and sustain ourselves. So. Um, as cool as it would be to see dinosaurs, there, there is only one path, which is we have, we got to clone them. I, I, I just, um, you always ask what we think of dinosaurs. What, what do you define a dinosaur as? Yeah, it's, I, I agree with that definition very, um, yeah. so the reason you I ask every, <laughs> the reason I ask every guest is cause I'm just sort of amalgamating a definition yeah. based on everybody else's. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I like, I really think, uh, if we're talking about dinosaurs at a museum, if we're talking about like scientifically, what is a dinosaur? It is something that seems to be like the evolutionary link between reptiles and birds, like the yeah. way that, you know, an, am an amphibian is in between fish and reptiles. Mm -hmm. um, it's sort of a little bit of both. It's uh, it has a lot of visual similarities to both and behavioral similarities to both. Um it is a big creature that existed a very long time ago. Mm -hmm. And like, we only know of them through discovering their remains. Yeah. Um, That's the coolest part. It's like, yes. Yeah. It's like all real. I mean, it's based on facts, but a lot of it's like speculation and guessing too, based on the scientific facts that we have as well. But, you know, I, I'd love, it'd just be so cool to actually see what they really look like and see how close are you know what they sound like and how they move just incredible to really like god you know something yeah, that it's or like moving around and it's got to be incredible and it was especially real. the especially the ones that flew like that would be incredible to watch oh, uh, something that big flying like pterosaur or something like god it's like a jet that like is alive <laughs> um it, what's cool too like about what you just said is that a lot of uh, a lot of people a lot of scientists, a lot of artists also debate what dinosaurs actually look like. Um, not only like whether or not they had feathers or scales, but also how much skin they had, how big their muscles were, um, right. how thick or thin they would be basically. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of people are saying that like, right, like uh, traditionally we drew, we draw dinosaur skeletons when we draw skin and, and muscle on them, we sort of shrink wrap them. It looks yeah. like we're like the, like they're very lean and kind of mm -hmm. muscular. Um, but somebody asked the question, like, why wouldn't it look like a big puffy, like rhinoceros or a cow or like something like that and have a lot of yeah. padding and you can yeah. find now like a lot of drawings there. And also, also I think in the Chicago natural history museum um, has this like chunky uh, T-Rex on display, uh, that, that's like cool. an artist created. Yeah. It's really, really cool. And yeah. um where was I going with that? But, but, oh yeah. Like another thing is like, you know, if you found human bones, uh, mm -hmm. you wouldn't know that we have these cartilage things like ears and a nose. You wouldn't be able yeah. to, if you did, had never seen a human, you wouldn't totally. be able to just imagine this skull had those things on it. And this yeah. is what it looks like, you know? Exactly. So it's, yeah. A lot of that little stuff would be speculation. Like who knows? Maybe they did. Maybe they had big fucking ears like us, you know, who knows? 
So for those <laughs> reasons, I think it's fully justified to consider dragons to be dinosaurs. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to, you know, I, I refer to this a lot, this theory a lot, but I'm going to find like a reputable source to link to in the show notes for today's episode. Um, but Ryan, I, I want to know what your thoughts are on this. I think that based on things I've read, based on, you know, like sci- Scientology, not sci- Jesus Christ, not Scientology. <laughs> Definitely cutting that out. Um, based on like modern paleontology uh, and and things that people have read and specu- and really like speculation of paleontologists, um, I believe that an ancient civilization discovered the first dinosaur fossil probably accidentally, and from there extrapolated that this is some mythical creature that looks like a dragon when they actually like tried to extrapolate what the rest of its body looks like. Because yeah. if you look at a T-Rex skull on its own and you mm-hmm. look at in in, sci- in pop culture and fantasy, like you get a lot of drawings of dragons or dragon skulls. They're yeah. very, they have a lot of stark similarities. I think that, that makes like absolute complete sense. And, you know, like you, you're talking way back ancient before we knew what dinosaurs were now. Right, right. Yes, that, that totally, like, exactly people dig in you find it just hop upon it you're like you don't know what it is but yet you have these stories of these dragon things and what's the first thing that's going to come to your head wow this is like some ancient creature and you know oh see i wonder i wonder which came first was it the dragon mythology and then we found Mm -hmm. these skulls and it sort of confirmed that or did we find these skulls and from there we're like holy shit there were these giant like things with this huge teeth that what what else oh they flew in the air they were really scary they hoarded gold in their caves i wouldn't be surprised if finding the you know way back they found the bones and then to base you know just like religion and everything it was created from our minds because we couldn't figure things out so we made up stories and same same thing i believe with that find you know wow this this beast of a creature it's like a looks like it was like a reptilian thing and then you know you draw it into this long like serpent beast and and create dragons you know yeah. and then and you know they honestly weren't too far if that's the case they really weren't too far off on what they did look like it's a pretty solid guess you know that's a fair point have you ever seen yeah. a um like an elephant or a mammoth skull in a museum yeah so this is well documented that the myth of the cyclops <laughs> i think like the, it's like a the I want to say ancient Greek myth, but I don't know my mythology that well. Um, but yeah. the the myth of the Cyclops, like the big giant one-eyed yeah. creature that um Odysseus fights in the Odyssey, mm-hmm. uh that came from somebody discovering like a, an elephant skull or a mammoth skull, and a mammoth skull has a huge hole right in the middle of it because that's where the cartilaginous trunk attaches to. Yeah. So yeah. Imagine finding that before you've ever seen an elephant. Like you yeah. might think this was a giant human person because most mammals have a similar skull structure. Yeah. And you would think like, oh my God, and its eye was right in the center. That's why it has this big socket right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, good point too. Yeah, and I'll link, I'll link to that too. I'll put, I'll put a, like a photo of a, of a um, mammoth skull in the show notes as well. So you can check that out and see what we're talking about. Yeah. Hey, great points about that you know if they had found like if elephants were around a long time ago imagine like finding that finding that and just how would you know like there was a big long trunk here and these gigantic ears you know what i mean if that that's yeah that's cool yeah i love it so how did you 
how did you feel about the the dragon in this movie in Shang-Chi? What did you think of it? I thought it was awesome because it was very like Chinese mythological dragon, like those long, like yeah. the long serpenty style dragon, which I think is cool because the way it swam and like moved kind of like in the cool circular, like it was very, it suited the style of almost like the fighting in that, in Tao Lao. That's where the, I believe with the, the village or dimension there in there. Mm. Um, um, but yeah, it almost like the dragon kind of almost moved like how they fought which I thought was really cool. And that makes sense because their power is kind of from the dragon. So I thought that was really cool. How that flowing, like cool, just that it almost matched the style of the dragon. And I thought the dragon was awesome. That yeah. That's, that's a really good description. It was like, it, it moved like a ribbon in the wind. almost. Yeah, exactly. It was really cool. And I didn't and, uh, notice that comparison that it was very much like their fluid fighting style. Like his aunt was yeah. teaching him. With the yeah. big gathering motions and all of that. Um, yeah, that's a really, yeah, good call out. Yeah, and basically the, the dragon is their source of power. So he's the great, what was it? The, the great protector. Yeah, do I was going to say that's, that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, that's the, the downfall of us uh, not being able to see this and take notes yeah. is um, I don't, I, I'm, I'm other, apart from what I can see on the IMDb page, I'm not, I'm a little shaky on some of the names here, but <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so, I do think they just called it the protector, the great yeah, protector. Right. Yeah. And then, of, you know, and then of course we see the, is the other one, could you consider that, was he a dragon? The bat, the dweller of, in dark, of darkness? And I was going to ask you the same thing. Is it a soul sucking dragon with I tentacles? Feel, yeah. Like a I Cthulhu think, dragon? Yeah, it was awesome. It was, I'd say it was like a demon dragon. That's, that's, I think that's a solid way to describe it the evil forces, you know, the evil forces dragon, you know? Yes. I'd say again, visually, it speaks the visual cinematic language of dragon. Mm -hmm. This thing is a, yeah. a another tight, we've got this underwater dragon that comes up and like swims through the air. And then we've got oh. the cave undead soul sucking dragon with tentacles. <laughs> yeah. And then all, the, and then there's also those cool uh, other mythological creatures. What that, the, uh, the cool lion thing, yep. like, that thing was great. Those um, lines that look, they look straight. They look like you pulled them straight out of drawings from yeah. like Chinese, like maps and like, er, like urns and pottery and stuff like that, that I've mm -hmm. seen in, in museums and in like history books. If those, yeah. they looked like a 3d representation of those drawings. Yeah. So perfectly, it like immediately evoked uh, that imagery. Uh, I, yeah. Immediately pictured the, like, those like they almost have the statues of it you know yeah. they, in front of like you know their castles or houses whatever and uh mm. but yeah well they looked like like one of those that like, came alive <laughs> it was that good it was like perfect and then that like fun thing with like all the tails it was just cool mm. stuff of course morris morris <laughs> i'm pretty sure those the foxes are called kitsune um yeah i nice. think I might be, I might be way off with that. I might be 100% yeah. wrong. And if I am, robosvdinos at gmail.com. Send yeah. me your hate mail. I'll read it on there in the next episode. Uh, <laughs> but I think that's what they were. They were like multi, many tailed foxes. A lot of them look like Pokemon. Like a lot of these creatures looked yeah. like, looked very similar yeah. to Pokemon. And that's no accident because Pokemon are based on these mythological creatures. Um, oh, are they? I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a circular thing. Like we were talking, you know, you do, do you find the skulls first and then create the dragon myths or is it the other way around? Like yeah. I've heard that a lot of audience were going in 
thinking that these were Pokemon <laughs> because that's what they grew up with. Like not with, you know, that's yeah. the like American mythology, I guess. Yeah. That, even though Pokemon are Japanese, um, that they grew <laughs> up with. So when they see this on screen, they're like, oh, it's, oh, yeah, that's uh, not, literally, I think one was called Ninetales is one of the Pokemon's name. Um, well, yeah, that's, that's pretty clear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, awesome. So, yeah, the, the, the mythical creatures were really cool in this movie. But what about the movie itself? Like, how did you feel about Shang-Chi? Uh, how did you feel about the character? How did you feel about his story, his, or- this being his origin story? Um, I know that you don't watch, you don't really read a lot of comic books, but had you heard of Shang-Chi before this movie? Like, very vaguely maybe like if you said the name i might recognize it but i probably wouldn't probably i probably wouldn't really put it together and i'd be like shang chi you know shang chi who's that you know but Mm. um no i really didn't this was this was probably the most surprise so far of a of a marvel movie that i really had like no idea about the character so and i went into it pretty blind no not knowing really much about even though I seen the trailer, but not really know much about what, like, what's his power? What's he do? Like, I, I really just didn't, didn't know anything about the character, which was kind of cool to go into a movie, um, a Marvel movie like that. Cause I usually always have a basis uh, at least of what, what the superhero is, who, who they are, who he, she is power wise. And, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, but I loved the movie. It was really great. It was so cool to see all the choreographed fighting, which really reminded me of like Jackie Chan style, mm-hmm. like, especially that bus fight, which was awesome. You know, he'd take his jacket yeah. off, back on. That was so Jackie Chan-y, you know? And actually one of the stunt coordinators, I believe, was a guy who worked on with Jackie Chan in in his movie. So it makes makes sense. It makes a um, lot of sense. Yeah. But uh, it was really cool. That those core, I love, like, just, I always think about how much work has to go into making that whole scene. Like, the perfect, you have to, all the timing and, like, the, cracks that goes into those choreographed fights has got to be crazy and it really showed because it was really awesome and then the other fight on the scaffolding that was mm. like literally like it gave me like anxiety just because it <laughs> <laughs> like just the being up high and like they're fighting on that it's just it really worked well it was really good um i loved him himself shang chi I love his name Shang, and he chose the name Sean. Uh-huh. <laughs> now she made fun of that. Well, you know, made fun of that too, um, which was hilarious. Um, yeah, uh, so I loved him, and I think he's going to fit into the event. I love how like I love how it kind of cruised along, and he, by the end, he's in the Avengers basically, which was really cool because you know they didn't waste any time. You know, basically, yeah, why just, why wouldn't you recruit this guy if you're it, the Avengers? Yeah. Like, <laughs> First of all, even without powers, he's like like the best fighter in the world. Yeah. <laughs> so right there alone, he's already up there with uh, like Black Widow in fighting. And then you, now he's got the rings with the power. He's like un, he's like unstoppable now. I, I bet he could hold his own against like Thor with those rings. With you know the rings, yeah. Oh, with yeah, the rings. No, no, yeah. No. <laughs> Thor would just snap him in half. <laughs> but uh, yes, with the rings. I mean, we, I don't think we've even seen everything. I'm sure we'll see more of what the rings can do and stuff in more, you know, as he shows up in more movies and stuff. 
Yeah. So I, I have been a Marvel fan my whole life. I've read Marvel comics since I was a kid and I've, Mm -hmm. I've heard of Shang-Chi. I've probably like had in like my multiple, um, uh, like trading card collections that I've had, you know, bought over the years, uh, probably have had like a Shang-Chi card in one of those packs. Um, but I've, I've literally never read a Shang-Chi comic book. Mm -hmm. I've never read, I've never, I can't remember ever reading like a crossover comic book where he makes an appearance in somebody else's book. Um, So it's, and that kind of surprised me when this movie was coming out and I heard the title, I was actually kind of surprised like, oh, this is, I'm, I'm remarkably unfamiliar with this character. Um, I I usually at least have something I could tell you about them, but the part that I did recognize was the the other part of the name, which is the 10 rings. Um, That is interesting to me because in Iron Man 3, uh, the well, actually, throughout the whole Iron Man series, the Ten Rings organization is who is dogging Iron Man. Like, in the first one, they're the ones that want him to build the suit in the cave. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then in Iron Man 3, we actually get introduced to Trevor, who is posing <laughs> as the Mandarin. And the yep. Mandarin in the comics at one point has the Ten Rings, which are literally rings that go on his fingers. Yeah. And... I can, as soon as I describe this, I think you're going to agree with me that it's immediately obvious why they didn't go in this direction for the movie. Each of the 10 rings is kind of like its own infinity stone. Like they have their own power. And when you get all 10 of them, they like combine into a bigger power uh, or something like that. But like you get, you can use each one individually to do things like Mm -hmm. mind control or like teleportation or whatever. So way too thick in the gauntlet <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? yeah this it yeah. would it, it would be too similar to even the, like being on the fingers it's like it's just way too like you know yeah they did the right thing by changing it up and it, it, i think it's really cool the way they did it it's pretty awesome they did and not only that but it allowed them to comment even further on like the problematic uh borrowing yeah. from from asian pop culture for a lot of things mm-hmm. like that happened oh, in yeah. comic book. That happened in Marvel comic books, which is the source material. But they're able to, in these movies, sort of like acknowledge that past and also make fun of it, and also not yeah. recreate it. So, like, yep. what they did with Ben Kingsley's character in Iron Man Three was brilliant because they had this old white man <laughs> flat out pretending <laughs> to be this this like international terrorist and like and yeah. like adopting this name, the Mandarin to do so and that that in itself gets like undercut in the movie in iron man 3 but then they take that even further in this movie when they're telling about like how when he's when the father is telling that whole story about the mandarin and why they created him and he's like yeah the, the whole world trembled at the name of an orange um chicken and dish it's just a chicken dish that's um, that that he mentions that too, yeah. But and I just I don't know. I think I think that's kind of cool. But that was my only connection to the movie. And I think that it's interesting that they're part of the title, the the Legend of the Ten Rings, because <laughs> the only explanation that we get about these rings in this movie is when he's telling the story about his father. He's like, yeah, he found them in a crater or something. <laughs> yeah, uh, they just, <laughs> and then move right purpose, past that. I think they're purposely leaving it out because yes. it's gonna. No, obviously it's leading. I mean, by the end scene, you see it's leading into something much bigger. That's going to probably whatever the big, big bad that's being contacted or there's like a tracking device in it or something. 
something. I, I like that they I like that they asked a lot of questions with these rings, like where did mm-hmm. they come from? And they but they don't give us all of the answers. Um Perfect. but they do at least like there there is one big question that comes up, which is are these artifacts like we saw in Doctor Strange? Uh with like the jumping boots and like the the mm-hmm. the the something like whatever the name of the cape was, like all these things were like artifacts that they were using. There was a scene, a whole scene where they're training in a yard with all these mm-hmm. different artifacts and learning how to use them. Um, so yeah. this movie questioned, are the 10 rings like similar to those kind of artifacts? And it also answers them because when Wong takes a look, he says, I've never right. seen anything like this. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even, even Captain Marvel's never seen anything like it. And she's all over the universe too. Yeah. So- me, and I think it could be like the fact that there, this Tao Lao, I think that's what it was called. The village is, I think it's like in another dimension. They mentioned like mm-hmm. they track through this like portal kind of like when they go through the water, the waterfall, that's kind of like almost like into a new dimension. So possibly, you know, the, like they've never seen this because it's from another place, other reality. They're, they're from another universe basically. So um, could be some, interdimensional threat that you know could be coming because clearly someone's like something's been activated in it that's you know calling for something bigger or something notifying someone that these are being used or I yeah something's gonna be cool it's like maybe you know like a galactus type character I like that you said interdimensional do you do you think that um do you think that the rings came from space? Because the, the crater is the only thing that makes me think like that's a possible origin story for them. Yeah. They were found in a crater. I think, I think they could have been from space. At, like they, Maybe they were in space at some point and ended up in a crater on Earth. But I don't know if they're necessarily just from space. I think it's more deep than that. Like like not our space, <laughs> you know, another timelines space that has these rings, but ours doesn't. And that's why no one in our timeline, I think it might, this is how, how it might play into the multiverse thing. Those are from somewhere else, you know, that's how it's going to relate to the bigger story that's going on with the timeline breaking. And, the, you know, I, you know, I think that, that that's my guess. That's cool. It's cool. And it's like, they're clearly important because this is one of the first films in this new yeah. phase of Marvel. And the fact that it's in the title, like in the, there's so much, like the yeah. end scene has some yeah. of the biggest minds in the MCU yeah. looking at it and analyzing it. It's, it's awesome. I think it's awesome that like, yeah. they're very flagrantly setting this up. Like, yeah, like not that it's necessarily the next infinity stones, especially because they moved away from what they're, what they are in the comic origins. Yeah. But that they're that they're equally important to something like yeah. that. And I, I think yeah. that's neat. I think they're definitely gonna be a huge integral part of the next phase or two coming up. You know, like you said, not necessarily like an infinity stone, but they're gonna really be part of the history that brings on all this trouble that's coming. Like it's related to whatever's got coming in the MC, you know, you know, it's it's really gonna I think Shang-Chi is gonna be quite a big integral part of the story which is awesome because just seeing this one movie i love his backstory and i love this the whole the whole thing i love his story i like him as a character so mm-hmm. i really i love that they're setting him up to be like in the avengers and a big big part of it it seems which is really cool him and his sister i think his sister is going to be a big part too like now that she's the head of the 10 rings organization because that's also 
part of the title. Technically, it's like not ne- it's not necessarily referring to this jewelry. It's the legend of the Ten Rings, which is an, a right. whole army. And now that army is in new hands. It has new leadership. So yeah. that's that's an interesting element going forward too. Because we don't know if she's going to be a, a good guy, a bad guy. Yeah. Going I was forward, gonna, you think the direction that going, you think she's going to be more of an antagonist, or maybe like kind of. I, I do. I don't think. I think she's going to kind of not. I don't. Maybe she would not be like evil, but an antagonist of some kind. Maybe not tr- totally good. She's always going to be causing trouble with the Ten Rings, but. Yeah, she's not evil, but she has her own agenda. She she right. has her own goals in mind, One and it doesn't like doesn't matter what her brother's doing. Yeah, totally. It's about exactly. It's just I have an agenda. That's it. It's a, whether I'm affecting you in a good or bad way, it's not too important to her. She just needs to do her thing. Yeah. Um, oh, we should talk about the, that cool fight between Wong and Abomination. That was that was pretty, um, to yeah, see so, impact too. Ryan, uh, I think it's a good time for Lose Big Three. Um, oh. So just a reminder, this uh, the origin of Lose Big Three was from Falcon and Winter Soldier because, and this is appropriate, appropriate time to introduce it, Falcon, uh, Sam Wilson, had has the big three things that he's worried about, which are androids, aliens, and wizards. Um, every time there's a new threat on the planet, he feels like it, it falls into one of those three categories. Um so I, I took it. that and I made a section of my podcast called Lose Big Three, which is just what are my big three questions about this property? Um, well, real real quick, before we get into that, do you think that the rings, since we were talking about the origins of them, are more mm-hmm. likely in origin, android, alien, or wizard? So are they more like scientific? Are they from space? Or are they magic? Or so, I guess some combination of those. I think that it's... I think it's... Mm, man i think it's alien Alien? i think it's it's i mean obviously it's got there's magic i I mean but it's it's alien involved i think it's something to do i'm going alien i don't think i think is it's 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 created by some some entity that's not us yeah i really want an asgardian to look at it I really want like Rocket Raccoon to take a look at it and analyze it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I yeah. want to get their take on it. Yeah, totally. Because they, you know, the, those have been around Rocket. Rocket's seen everything and tried to steal it. So, <laughs> 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 oh man. Um, yeah, I bet the uh, I bet the TVA has uh, the Time Variance Authority has like a drawer full of these ten rings. Oh yeah, um, just. Uh, Probably the next one down was the was the was or the ring. Yeah, the, like the ten ring. We got the thirty thousand rings in here. I got a whole yeah. vault full of rings. Um, all right, so Ryan, do you remember the theme? Do you remember the theme song, or do you have a new theme song for Lose Big Three that you can sing for for our listeners live? Um, lose Big Three, just you and me with Lose Big Three. Here we go. Love it. Yes. All right, baby. You heard, uh, listeners, you heard it first on this episode, uh, our new Lose Big Three theme song. So Lose Big Three, it's you and me. We're going to have fun with Lose Big Three. Um, <laughs> Lose Big Three, number one, since we're talking about Abomination, how did Emil Blonsky and Wong become friends, right? That's my number one question. Well, my number one big three question. I think that um, he was uh, locked up and uh, how... How how Wong actually met him? 
I don't know, but I think that he needs a little cash, you know? So he's trying to, he's trying to, you know, work with Abomination, make a little money on the side because Wong's kind of broke. Remember mm-hmm. when he could get money for a sandwich? So, no. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I'm kind of thinking extra cash, a ball Abomination will be perfect. He's got the magic to kind of hold him off train him make him kind of hey you know let's do a 50 50 we'll go to these fights we'll put on a good show collect a little cash i can get my uh metaphysical ham on rye and boom (laughs) (laughs) do you think do you think wong is always broke because he is like a sort of monk and like monks are supposed to you know not have worldly material possessions so he's always just has enough money to eat i guess um, but like doesn't really amass wealth or do you think he's always broke because he can't really handle money? Like, like he's made some bad bets or he's like a gambler or something like that. Cause it be- kind of <laughs> seems like a little of both. It kind of seems like he shows up to these fights cause he needs money. Like, yeah. like he owes money to people or something like that. Like, like he's almost like addicted to the, ga- like betting yeah. on the fight, you know, and he's like gotten himself in a little bit of a hole. I'm sure Dr. Strange, you know, who who would be paying him anyway? I mean, they, they just sit around like practicing magic. So, you know, I would just kind of make money, like, you know, reach through a portal and <laughs> reach my a portal in a bank safe. <laughs> oh, but, God. But I'm certain one of the Avengers would show would get wind of that and show up to stop you, though. Yeah, that's true. And you don't want you don't want the Avengers on your ass. So. But Yeah. So he might, yeah, he might be trying to work up some uh, money for some bad bets. And uh, <laughs> Abomination is a good person to fight. It's a good, good, uh, it's a good, like, the top build fight of the night, you know? So, and I like how Abomination is just, like a little change too. Like he, like they, he definitely like looks a little different. He's got these like fins on him and stuff, which is kind of cool. Yeah. He kind of looked like, um, there, there's like a couple comic characters that he, I mean, he looks like Abomination from the comics, but yeah. um, they, the way that he like, up, they updated his look, he kind of looks like there's this character, Fing Fang Foom, that is a dragon that wears like purple shorts. Um, <laughs> and another character that I don't think is a Marvel character. I'm actually going to fact check myself on this real quick, but it's name is Savage Dragon. Oh. Uh, it's a, it's like a very nineties um, comic book character. And no, it's not Marvel. It's, I can't even, I don't even know who published Savage Dragon. Image Comics. Oh, Image Comics. That makes sense. Okay. Um, they made uh, like Walking Dead and Invincible. Um, so anyway, sorry. Uh, yeah, it's not like, but yeah, I'm more, I'm more interested in like, where did, he, what happened between The Incredible Hulk, which is the last time we saw Emil Blonsky and this movie. And it's like, I guess, I guess this implies the whole answer that he's just been in underground fighting rings. He's probably been in like Madripoor. We saw Madripoor and Falcon and Winter yeah. Soldier. They probably have I something think, similar. Yeah, he, I think he might be being like, maybe he's being held somewhere. Do you, like when you when he goes to the um, uh, when he um, he goes to the portal, you can kind of see like a cell almost in the background when he go when he like they uh, when okay. they like. Yeah, so maybe he's being kept somewhere, and he goes and grabs them for uh, what? What? Uh, where were like uh, they being held in Civil War? Was it when they were that was like the raft or something? The raft. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
he's on, maybe he's been locked up there and, you know, Wong kind of teleports him out for a fight and then like puts him back after they get some money. Who knows? But I, Fair, after, yeah. I think after Hulk, he was at least for some time, I, he was probably in locked up somewhere, it, you know, yeah. keep trained because, and then maybe over time, he, it, maybe he's softened a little and he's not just an, a beast. <laughs> so maybe he has a little more, a meal in him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, and I like that. I, I really like that idea that like he and Wong just, you know, they get yeah. like, they get ice, they get Ben and Jerry's ice cream together or something. They get awesome. tuna melts together. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's like, uh, I love when they do like the strange pairings, just um, like just random characters you just wouldn't think associate and they just make this little bond with them. It's cool. I, mm-hmm. I, I enjoy it. Um, all right, Ryan, lose big three. Number two, we've, we've talked about this exhaustively, so I don't, I I don't think we need to go in too deep into it, but, um, lose big three. Number two, why was this movie not called, uh, the legend of the 10 bracelets? (laughs) Why? Because bracelets doesn't like roll off the tongue. (laughs) 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 Bracelets sounds stupid as hell. (laughs) <laughs> i think you're right i think you're probably right and you still want it to be it's they're still rings they're ring shaped and you want to keep your the name or else it's going to stray too far away from the source material that people know i guess so you want to keep it rings it wrote flows bracelet that's such a such a long tremendously complicated word to say when you're trying to just 10 rings, you know, just, mm-hmm. it's just nice. That's I think why. you're right. They are objectively speaking rings. They're just bigger. Ring, ring sounds more like fantastical. Yes, you know? absolutely. I know. So, yeah. Um, okay. So that leads me to lose victory number three. Uh, who do you think that the rings were calling out to at the end? You've kind of, you've kind of, we've kind of dug into this a little bit, but um, do you think that it's Sonic the Hedgehog? No, Tails. Fuck oh, Sonic. Miles, Miles <laughs> Prowers. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? He's a multi-tailed fox. Yeah. I actually uh, watched Don Chi to get punched in the face and then all the rings go ting, 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 and like fall yeah. off. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But wait, Tails is Tails has has he flies because he has two tails and oh, they like yeah. spin around, right? He's, he's one of those a, mythical creatures. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he's in Tao Lo because he his, he got hit by something and his wings went flying, and now this dude Shang-Chi has him and he's there to like collect him back and and that is brilliant. Yes, that is that's it. Sonic yeah. said this. This is this is Tails' adventure. <laughs> uh, Kevin Feige, I know that you're listening to every episode of this podcast. So uh, if you want me and Ryan to just write the sequel for you, um, we're we're in. Just just make sure you get uh, Jim Carrey to co- to reprise his role as Doctor Robotnik, and we've got a oh, sequel. Best damn Doctor Robotnik there is. <laughs> he didn't even um, have to like him, but he was great. Oh yeah, absolutely. I I genuinely loved uh, that aspect of the movie. The movie was okay, actually. I was, it was it was Sonic decent. the Hedgehog. I it, but, yeah, yeah, it was decent. It was better than I was expecting. But I it was so refreshing to see Jim Carrey like in 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 classic form. Yes, absolutely. He hasn't like been like that in so long. Like just a 
a funny, like doing a lot of physical comedy. Cool. It's just, that's what I want to see from Jim Carrey. Mm. I'd love to see but like an old style nineties, Jim Carrey style movie, like a, you know, just be great. But mm. yeah. Uh, Awesome. So that was my big three, most of which was a, an excuse to talk about uh, Sonic the Hedgehog real quick. Um, but, <laughs> but I'm glad we talked about those. Um, so let's, what else, what else, what else stood out to you in this movie? What else do you want to talk about? Um, <laughs> how'd you feel about Aquafina? Oh, I thought she was um, funny. Very good. Enjoyable. Um, I like how they didn't just like, I, you bring her up and uh, I actually reminds me of the point that I did. I liked how they didn't bog the story down with like a love story. There yeah. was no, like there was none of that. Like they were friends and that, I mean, maybe they hinted a little at the end, but I mean, not, they didn't, they're basically the whole movie wasn't just like them falling in love too. It, you know that like sometimes we don't need that. And I mm-hmm. think that it's just left more room to just it, it, it explore the, the backstory of his character instead of worrying about, trying to write in a, you know, a love story, which you don't always need, you know? So I thought that was good, but I thought she was hilarious and yeah, great. I, I like to, I'd like to see her again. Sometimes I'm kind of like, why was she there like the whole time? But like, it's like, did she like, why would you bring your friend and like risk their life on this adventure? When you could be like, listen, you wait here. I'm going to shank. I'm going to like, you know, I'm going to go get these rings by myself. I don't want to risk your life, but <laughs> like she came along and it was kind of like you know i don't know cut that out <laughs> i like no her. i agree no i agree because it may because i might be misremembering but um i feel like when the dad shows up when he finds out that like he's because uh, they he sends his goons he sends razor fist and the rest of his goons to grab the pendants from his two kids mm-hmm. and then he like gather he like catches up with both of them and brings both of them back to his secret lair, wherever it is. But like, because Aquafine is there, he also brings her along. Yeah. He at that point, like bringing yeah. Aquafina along at that point, I'm pretty sure is the dad's decision. It's not really like that's true. Hey, yeah. can I come? It's not really, hey, can my friend come? Like he's been, he's just decided, like, yeah, you're all coming. So like. Well, no, it just feels like the movie just kind of forgot, like, oh, she's there. She kind of has to be there for the next thing. But it doesn't really right. make sense that she comes along. Yeah. She for, initially, what I was going to say, she initially, like, forces herself to go to China with him. Yes. So yeah. She could have just not even, I mean, it, she was great. And I mean, it was awesome that she was there. But I'm just saying, like, she did kind of like, hey, I'm going. I'm going with you, you know. And just, he's like, no. And she went. So, yeah. But. But she was great to the story, and I, I'm glad she was there because it was great comic relief and badass and cool too. When she sh- shot the dragon, and you know she was cool. I love a great character. Um, I'm I'm also glad she was there. I I think that you get this kind of character a lot in movies. Like um, yeah. I I hate that this is the first example that I'm coming up with, but like Jar Jar Binks, where <laughs> where like you meet them, they don't seem like they're that useful, and then they just yeah. kind of like they're just kind of there to be comedic relief the rest of the movie. But what I really liked about Aquafina's character is she was very aware of that fact. And she like, I think kind of called it out at some point where she was like, I don't even know why I'm here, but she refused to just be that she refused to be useless. And she insisted on like learning some kind of skill, being helpful in some way. 
And then she like, she does, she really does like make a difference in the fight. So I thought that was cool that like, they didn't just let her be the, 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 the comic relief character and leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, No, I agree with you that it, it, it was great. She did. I agree. Yeah. Nice. Can't even argue. Um, yeah, what else? Uh, I really like that busk scene that you were talking about. That was that was my favorite action sequence. And then the um, the scaffolding, it did make me feel like this was almost two movies. Like the first half of the movie was more kung fu martial arts that I would, <laughs> that I came to see, like yes. that I was really really excited to see. And the second half was a lot more fantasy, big budget special effects, flashing colors on screen. Yes. Um, and, and there was still some Kung Fu, but it was hidden behind all of those layers. Yeah. There was a lot like Kung Fu with lots of special effects over it, <laughs> like with, you know, dragon scales that like shoot and, you know, cool stuff like that. But I like that. I think it's awesome because I loved all the cool fighting and choreographed, you know, Kung Fu and stuff that you wanted to see with the movie. But then I, I also, I love big fantastical magic and, special i love that kind of stuff you know some people like oh you know you don't need all those special effects but i actually really do love that stuff um as long as it's done right and the story is good with it but um i thought that was cool that you had the whole movie of cool more grounded fighting kung fu type stuff and then you move into oh now things are getting big with dragons and soul suckers and (laughs) you know i thought it was a cool it was cool cool how it was kind of two movies i like that Hmm. um those little things were uh, those little suckers that came out before the big dweller were pretty cool. I loved how uh, like they tried to like kill them, but they would just like and like mold back to get like, that was really cool how they couldn't be like killed. That was cool. They uh, the like tentacle bats. Um, yeah. The, I thought that, yeah, I thought it was really cool. Like the way that they do Marvel doesn't want to show a lot of blood, but this is a way that you can show somebody getting killed and their soul is being ripped out of their body. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's like disturbing and terrifying, prob- probably even more so than if we saw a lot of yeah. blood, like if we saw people getting ripped limb from limb, like yeah, this would pr- still be more scary than that. Yeah, it, it is. It's freaky to have those things suck and so, and then like a limp body just like drops dead. It is, it is, it is jarring. It's cool, but you don't need, you don't need the blood and it's, and it works. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about the, like the powers of the 10 rings thems- of the 10 rings itself mm-hmm. themselves. Cause they don't really seem to have like individual powers. And also mm-hmm. there's a moment where like, I think his dad has five of them and he has five of them. Yeah. And they, they still no. like have a ton of power in each, in each of them. Yeah. So like, do you all like, so what he does it like, yeah, if they split, you can clearly still use some of them, but they don't all need to be get together, I guess. Or maybe that only worked because they both have the power to wield them. Can anyone use them or do you? Yeah. All things that, and they were different colors when it was one or the other, but I think that's because, because Shang-Chi has the, uh, has like the dragon power. Yeah. they, They refer to something but he has like the power of the, you know, how they all have basically superpowers if they're in that, if they were in that village because they're mm-hmm. drawing energy of the dragon who supplies power to them, basically. So that's why when she's not in there, she doesn't, the mother didn't have powers because she had left mm-hmm. the area. I feel like he's drawing some of the dragon power with the springs. That's why they're a different color. Or maybe they just did it because they're like, oh, we just got to show the difference between the two. <laughs> 
I mean, they definitely had to, yeah. but <laughs> but but that's a good explanation for it. I didn't yeah. even think of that, and that is a good explanation. That makes sense to me. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. Uh, the um, yeah, never mind. Going nowhere with that. Well, oh. Ryan, I'm going to go through the um, the ten rings in the comic books and okay. each each of their powers and i want you to tell me if we saw this displayed at any point in the movie because i feel like okay. some of them we did um but some of them they just left out and that's and on and like that's fine it's not a judgment i'm just like we're just doing yeah. a comparison <laughs> um definitely not saying that the comic is better because i i'm not qualified to say that i haven't read enough comics uh, with yeah. this character or with the rings in them uh to make that judgment I would suspect the movie is better though, because it's probably yeah. less racist at the very least. There are some um, pretty like characters and char- characters in 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 that, isn't there? Like Fu Manchu and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, yeah. it's just a just a little a little too much. But yeah, and they, then the man the Mandarin himself, and like the movies did a way better job of yeah. of not being uh, ter- uh, terribly racist <laughs> with that character. Um, but uh, that said. Let's look at let's look at some of these powers and compare them to what we saw the Ten Rings do in the movie. So one of these rings, um, I guess, on the left pinky. I, this it's not really important which finger it's on, but uh, it, it's ice blast. It freezes the air in its path. I don't. I don't recall seeing that. I don't think so either. Um, no. But if but I, I will say like if Shang Chi had to cross that lake and he like put his arms in front of him and then like ice came out and then he walked across the ice. I would have been like, all right, yeah, this goes, that fits with everything else I've seen yeah. so far. For those things will do what he needs them to do in the situation, you know, <laughs> for the most part, we'll see. Ul- probably- that's shit. <laughs> Ultimately that is spoiler. The question that I'm sort of driving at with this comparison is what is the limit of this power? Cause we didn't see the limit of it. We yeah. saw what it, we saw many things that they could do, but we never saw them failing and we never saw a limit to them, a cap. On them. Yeah, um, that's why I was thinking that he can he would hold his own against Thor with the rings because with the rings, but I, yeah, just because they're s- super powerful, almost like his you know Stormbreaker Mjolnir. Mm-hmm. So Jonathan, as Paul Rudd calls it. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think I think they're close to limitless power, probably kind of like his hammer. You know, but then mm. again, Ella just grabbed that thing and smashed it. So we'll probably find an entity out there that is powerful enough, you know, that is that shows it their limits. But we probably won't be seeing them for a while. What if what if Shang-Chi is like going into battle with nine other people? Like, could he just give each of them one of the rings and then like everybody's yeah. a little bit more powerful? Or does he need them? Does he need at least five of them to be together? I I get the gist that you got to have at least like five on an arm to do something. Because, mm. you know, in rings and people like, yo, ch- take this one. But <laughs> <laughs> didn't, it see, didn't it seem like when, when his father had the rings, like some of his like guys like had power. Didn't they have like powered up like weapons or something? So he Man, was like, like I think shit. you're right. So maybe he doesn't even need to take the rings off to share the power. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta so, watch this again. You you might be right. And you really I'm, need to watch this movie again. <laughs> also be um I, I watched like some breakdown videos on YouTube so I can get it. I said that was my way of rewatching because I Oh cool. But I just so I can get the gist of uh 
what things that happened again. Cause you know, it has been a week and saw it once. Usually like when we do these, I watch the episode like six times. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, but, it's, yeah. you know, again, that's why we're not going into every detail or every scene, but, uh, but <laughs> what were you going to say? I like, I think it's fun doing it like this with no notes. Yeah. <laughs> it's all like um, so we're talking about the 10 rings. We talked about the ice blast. The next one is Mento intensifier. It magnifies uh, the wearer's psychic energy, allowing them to mentally control a person. I don't really recall that happening, but no, I don't recall that happening. I just remember him being mentally controlled by the dark dweller, you know, yep. uh, he, I forget his name, but his father's name, mm-hmm. um, uh, so I don't think that that there was any psychic controlling going on. I don't think so either. Uh, the next one is Flame Blast. Um, flame it, Blast. Uh, emits infrared radiation and cause the air to incandesce by igniting its molecules. I think that kind of happened when he made when he, he like made him into this like dense like ball of energy when didn't he like blow up i forget the exact thing blow up the dragon or some, something yeah he like shot it into its mouth and then like it all came out of its stomach or something like that kind of maybe like doing that it's about the close did you yeah i don't know well um that could have been flame blast or the next power uh which oh. is white light emits many different types of energy from the electromagnetic spectrum yeah that's that probably sounds or like the old, the ball, the, the you know. Well, well, hang on, Ryan, because it could also be the next power. <laughs> Electroblast emits quantities of electrical energy determined by the wearer. Are we sure the last three rings aren't the same ring? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I guess well, that could be that too. What, and well, just the fact that when they're going and flinging them all over the place, I mean, that could be some kind of that energy too. Yeah, because hang on, Ryan, it could be the next power, which was uh, Impact Beam. Oh! <laughs> Projects other- a concussive force of approximately 350 pounds of TNT. Can also cause intense sonic vibrations and magnetic waves. We definitely saw that. Yeah, definitely. That was like the majority like, of what they were doing with these rings. I, I literally feel like they like actually like kind of combined all this stuff and it, they just... Exactly. It, yeah, and it just basically is an energy. It's just like... The whole things are just energy blasts doing different things. <laughs> I mean, that's, for the for yeah. the most part, for the most part, yeah. uh, we got four more. There's vortex beam oh. ca- causes air to swirl about in the vortex at high speed. Can levitate objects and propel the wearer in flight. One hundred percent, we saw this happening. Yeah, like when he when he like flies off his horse and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, and yeah, when he like flew across the lake over to the he like he like literally like flew with those things. So yeah, definitely you can do that. All right. So vortex beam is in, um, that's when we saw, that's a power we saw for sure. And we also saw one of these like six energy blast powers. Yeah. Um, but hang, but hang on Ryan, because it could also be <laughs> disintegration beam destroys oh. bonds between atoms and molecules ca- causing an object's cohesion to fall apart. Needs 20 minutes of recharge time between uses. Uh, did we see that? Did we see anything get disintegrated? I, I don't think any anyone was being disintegrated. Uh, I don't think so. Okay. But maybe, maybe when... No, was that... No, I don't think so. I don't okay. think there was any 
integration going on. I don't think so either. I think we do see his dad like beat up a guy in like a nightclub and and like shoot his head off when he's on the ground. And like Maybe. we see the kid witness that, and that's like a big moment for him. Yeah, um, that could be disintegration. Could be it could be disintegration, or it could be just he blasted his head from yeah. very close range, and it just you know exp- exploded. I think the flamethrower, the electricity, <laughs> and all those things. <laughs> so it really yeah. <laughs> Uh, next up is the black light creates an area of absolute blackness where all light is absorbed. That we did not see. I don't think so. That'd be cool though. That's a cool looking or cool sounding power. Yeah. Um, and I saved what sounds like my favorite one for last. And I don't think we saw this, but this is a, this sounds like just a cool power matter rearranger can rearrange atoms and or molecules of substances or speed up and slow down their movements to result in various effects, cannot actually transmute elements. That, that we didn't see, but that sounds like one of the coolest things. Yeah. Like you could just go through a door basically if you want to. Right. Kind of like phasing like vision does. Yep. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Like changing matter kind of. Yeah. Not, not seen, but definitely one of the, I hope we see that. Cause that's one of the cooler things that and the blackness one. Yeah. Yeah. So there cool. is black light, uh, just to catalog these one black light, two white light, three, uh, Mento intensifier, which is the mind control one. We didn't see that. Um, right. four matter rearranger that's and true. then five through 10, um, <laughs> are, are, Basically five, ice blast, six, flame blast, seven, electroblast, eight, vortex beam, nine, impact beam, 10, disintegration beam. Yeah, I think, yeah, they've just combined all the beams into just the power that is the rings. Which and honestly, that, I think was the smart decision. I think it was it good was. to streamline it. That's just a lot of nonsense, really. I mean, this really. <laughs> I mean, really, yeah. <laughs> These are these are items. If 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 it was a video game, I would want to go and collect each item and like get a new power, a new yeah. you know elemental blast thing. But totally. it does it for a, a one and a two and two hour movie, two hour and ten minute movie. Yeah. I don't need each individual ring to have its own explanation. Exactly, and then over the movies, you have to try to come up with reasons why the character is using each different ability, and this I think yeah. is simple it so much more to just leave room for other things that matter <laughs> no pun intended matter <laughs> <laughs> um so you think you, we you said uh i was asking about like the 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 upper limits of the power of the rings you said that um you think that shang chi with these rings could go up against thor with mjolnir right i think he could i mean you he'd have to keep his distance because he unless he has some way to create some kind of defense but he's still probably vulnerable as a human being. You'd have to somehow keep Thor at a distance, but I think with the power of the rings, he could do it. Okay. It, you know, Thor would probably win because he's so, him, he himself is so invulnerable. Like, you know, it's, it's hard. It would be very hard to kill him. The guy stood there and let a star like blast its energy through him. And, you know, he didn't okay. die. So what about- I think he could hold his own, but ultimately you know, Thor's going to win, I think. 
What about Cap with Mjolnir versus Shang-Chi with the rings? Then we might, then we might see Shang-Chi because I don't think Cap has the experience with the hammer that Thor has won. Um, so he has the power, but it also, you know, like Thor's been alive for like 1500 years fighting, you know, mythological monsters and everything through his years. You know, he says like all the people who tried to kill him over the years, you know? So he's got experience in, in that field with dealing, dealing with that kind of thing. Cap is more of your dealing with like Hydra and spies and like, so I don't think he's going to be able to hold his own in this magical fight against Shang-Chi. Even if he has this shield, even Cap with his shield and Millionaire. I think, uh, I think he can get those rings around that shield, you know, do loop around, like do some crazy shit. (laughs) Okay. So, so he would win. I think he's a better fighter than Captain America too. So if Shang, if Shang-Chi showed up in Wakanda in Infinity War, would, would the movie have been over early? Would we have not gotten Endgame because he would have ended it right then and there? Well, mm, no, I think, I don't think he, he would have, I don't think he would have changed the outcome of Infinity War. No, 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 that the Thanos is too powerful in general. I don't, there was just too much. There was too many, there was too many little monsters. And then you had what, uh, yeah, Thanos' crew there too. And they're good fighters mm-hmm. and mythical and magical. Um, I think ultimately though, probably wouldn't have changed the outcome. Thanos would have still won. Okay. Okay. I so mean, Shang-Chi with, with the rings is not more powerful than Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet. No, I don't think there's many things that are that powerful. Yeah, there. I think that's pretty. I pretty much think that's the most powerful you can get in a non-celestial or like Galactus kind of way. You know, those yeah. bad guys are clearly probably more powerful, but um, like super cosmic, godly type. You know, there's a lot of bad guys that are real powerful that I think Thanos wouldn't even hold. I mean, Galactus would just like eat him on a planet. Wouldn't even. <laughs> True. So you know. Um, but yeah, I think basically Thanos with the gauntlet. Well, and then again, Thanos with the gauntlet could be like, Galactus, you're gone. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, God, this so you can go back and forth with this stuff. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, okay. I, just, I think I've got a good know, matchup. I think he's a top tier. He is a he's up there. Okay, go on. What do you got? I have a good matchup. Um, Shang Chi yeah. with the rings versus like self actualized, no longer uh, like with her powers out of control, Wanda Maximoff. Oh, Wanda. That, that Scarlet Witch chaos magic is pretty, pretty intense. I mean, she yeah. literally created a town, mind controlled everybody in it and made the world forget the town existed. So <laughs> it's kind of like uh, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. When um, I think like her power just is so strong that the, the, the rings wouldn't hold up. Okay. Shang-Chi with the... Oh, I think Wanda wins. I think Wanda wins that fight for the same reasons. I think she... She went up against Thanos like it was nothing. I mean, he didn't have the ring or the ring or the the rings, the stones, but still, he's super powerful either way. Yeah. I don't think it's an easy win for her. I think it's a a long, drawn-out battle. Yeah. Um, But I think ultimately she would win. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. 
uh, Shang-Chi with the rings versus Mobius with a jet ski. Oh, Jesus, Mobius. Yeah, no question. Do I even have to explain why? No. no I mean, that's a very obvious one. I'm off the jet ski in the first Loki. They didn't want to make it a blowout for uh, mm-hmm. Kang. <laughs> yep. Mobius brought a lion. <laughs> uh, Shang-Chi with the rings versus Luis with the van. Oh, well, if he's got the time machine in the back, mm-hmm. uh, I think Luis. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, that's all the, that's all the matchups I got. Do you have any, any more contenders? All right. Let's, uh, I'm going to do, a, how about Captain Marvel first Shang-Chi with the, Ooh, I think she wins cause she can punch through a spaceship. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah, she just flew through the spaceship. Like it wasn't there. Like it was a cloud in the sky. Yeah, like like it was a stick of butter that somebody put in the microwave for 20 seconds <laughs> and she was a fucking bowling ball yeah she's pretty i mean she's like very invincible like the rings might just bounce off her you know yeah yeah i mean look when thanos punched her <laughs> like in end game yeah. she, she didn't even move yeah she's like your hand okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that was cool though we had to rip the power stone out of the glove and punch her that was pretty badass yeah yeah, I think I think Captain Marvel wins that fight. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What about Cat? Like, let's do a mix up here. We're going, we're going to go into DC. Superman versus Captain Marvel. Or oh shit! Sh- okay. <laughs> Shang Chi's just watching the fight. <laughs> like, I gotta watch uh, this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his sister, his sister, set up the battle in her club, and like, she's he's t- he's just taking bets. Aquafina's actually taking bets on it. Yeah. Um, so Superman versus Captain Marvel. Yeah. What do you think? I I'm inclined to say Superman just because I know less about DC. And I and like my understanding is that Superman is essentially yeah. a god. Like he's just God. So like I would say Superman. I think Superman's base, unless if less you have kryptonite, you yeah. Know. You can't, you can't, he can't basically be killed. <laughs> and ultimately that, that's the whole entire question. Like if Captain Marvel is aware of the property of kryptonite, the fight's over because she's smart enough and fast enough and strong enough to like get some before the fight and use it yeah. to her advantage. So if she knows kryptonite exists and what it does to this guy, she wins easily. If not, yeah. if that's completely taken off the table, I think Superman would win the fight. Yeah, I can totally agree with that. Yeah. It's a good matchup. Yeah, it is. Cool. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I have any others. Oh, Shang-Chi versus the Hulk. Man, that's where that's where my mind was going next. I was going to ask you, shit. Um, we got brute strength. Just yep. no real magic. Just pounding the ever-loving shit out of him. <laughs> I think if the Hulk got a hold of him, he's done. Yes, but if. if- but I, I think that he can like blast so much shit from his wrists that like the yeah. Hulk would just be bla- like pushed backwards as long as yeah. he's maintaining it. Um, then the problem is the Hulk like really can't die either. Yeah. So, like, how do you stop him? You get him to turn back into Bruce, which I think enough like concussive force. Yeah. If like Hulk can never break through it, eventually he's just going to get tired out and go to sleep and like become Bruce again. Go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. <laughs> if we're talking about the comic book version of Hulk though, 
the angrier he gets, the bigger he gets and the more yeah. powerful he becomes. So he like Shang-Chi's just going to piss him off and he's going to stomp through him and just rip him up yeah. and rip him to shreds. Exactly. Cause there's just, yeah, there's just no stopping him. But didn't he, didn't he punch like a planet and like blow it up in the comics? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you know. Hulk is impossibly powerful in the comics. Yeah. <laughs> Better that how they did him in the MCU. It would have been a little too much. Like, you know, you got to nerf him a little bit. Yeah, I feel like they're still kind of struggling a little bit with finding that, like, middle ground with Hulk. Like, where yeah. he's not too powerful, but he's not too weak either. Um, yep. I, I feel like they still haven't quite nailed it. I do think they, they hit it with Thor. Thor yeah. was like a tricky needle to thread, but I think they did it with the whole Stormbreaker thing and also was, like making it clear that his power is based around him wanting to be like active and like mm-hmm. not being depressed and, and hating himself. Yeah. So like, that's also cool. I think that that was the coolest Hulk. It was a, like, it was like professor Hulk was all right, but it was like too, like, I want Hulk. I want, mm-hmm. I want Hulk a little bit. And I liked in Ragnarok where he was a little like smarter and talk, you know, he, you could like Thor and him like talk, like we're having a conversation, you know? So it's just cooler. Like that he's more of a, in a character they can interact with like that. I kind of like, he's in like, was in more control of himself, not just, yeah. just chill and make a joke. And, you know, like he did, you know, I, I liked that. that. Like you said, the, it was a perfect, they threaded that needle very nicely. Um, not being too much, not too little. It was very good Hulk. Um, I have one more matchup since we're since what you brought up Ragnarok. Uh, Shang Chi with the Ten Rings versus Scourge with Des and Troy. Oh boy, Shang Chi, murder him! <laughs> <laughs> Even with that gun from Texas. <laughs> <laughs> but Ryan, you put them together, they destroy. That's true. I mean. <laughs> And it might be over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Um, well, this is this is a fun conversation. Do you have anything more to yeah. say about Shang-Chi or about the movie or about Marvel before we wrap up? No, no. I think, uh, I think we covered most things that are important. It was cool. Good combo. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on the show again today. And no uh, I, yeah, I'm, I don't have, I have no idea what to say here at the end. I'm just going to talk until I either think of something or until Ryan says something. Just like to say thanks for tuning in. It's been awesome as usual. As for my first movie uh, with uh, on this podcast here, not doing a TV show, it was awesome. Just kind of a cool free conversation. Thanks for stopping by and we'll see you next time. Half mutated dinosaur, half regular dinosaur. Hot Goss with Trash Comedy is the podcast where we trade sweet, sweet facts like they're dirty little pieces of gossip. We're a New York-based comedy team and we're joined each week with a funny, delightful friend. After each person shares their facts, we rate those facts from... Oh my god, that's not hot. That's as cold as the coldest ice you've ever seen. To, oh my god, that's so spicy, my mouth is gone. So if that made sense to you, then please join us on Mondays, wherever you get your podcasts.